Man, have a seat. Well, good morning, church. I was at the first service, and I said, you know what? I think the real Christians go to the first service. Up early in Adam. You know, I came into church today, and you probably saw that Justin isn't preaching. I'm as disappointed as you are. Yeah. But today is something really unique and cool. It's our mission month, as was said earlier. We have the opportunity uh, this morning to not go to that mission field to meet the people that are being affected. Uh, we're not going to do a video of, of, of some faraway place that one of our missionary friends is partnering with us. Today we're actually bringing to uh, Peninsula Grace as a part of the message students that are directly impacted by your giving and your prayers and your love for a little place around the corner called Alaska Christian College. Who's ever been on the campus of Alaska Christian College? Raise your hand. Over half the room. Great. Well, if you haven't been on our campus before, I want to show it to you and give the rest of you a little update. And I'll step down here so I can see it as well. But Alaska Christian College is now in its 19th year, started five days after 9-11. We have got now 28 acres. We started with only 10 acres. We started with the one building, and now we're at our 17th building. ACC has seen over 685 students come through our campus from all over Alaska. In fact, as of now, 86 of the 250 villages of Alaska have had a student come. One-third of the state of Alaska impacted by the ministry of ACC. This last fall, drum roll please. 104 students this fall came to ACC, our world record, and we celebrate that because that means every life has an opportunity at life-changing education. We also want to celebrate the fact that this year will be our largest graduating class. 20 students are going to be attempting to graduate if they sign their diplomas uh, when they leave us in May. But as you see this beautiful conference center, all these buildings have been built or donated by people who love the ministry that we are doing, including these two buildings donated to Alaska Christian College. One of the biggest projects we've ever undertaken, oh, I'm sorry, New Hope Counseling Center, how could I forget? They are uh, a ministry to the community as well to our students and run by a really hot woman named Debbie Hamilton. <laughs> this is the project coming up. We are gonna be celebrating our largest campaign of building a new athletic center, 28,000 square foot gymnasium on the campus of ACC, but also open to the community. It'll house a large course basketball area, a big chapel space that will finally have our own chapel, as you see on our campus, and then weight rooms and cardio, and also a walking track for those of you who got tired of Fred Meyer loops in the morning. So this is a big $5 million building. Uh, we're raising the funds even as we speak. Many have been generous so far. We're excited to build that for our students. You can imagine being a student and coming in from Village, Alaska, getting off the van and saying, well, where's the gym? <laughs> because every village has a what? Yeah, and that's the center really of the campus in many places. And so we celebrate that we're gonna finally have an opportunity in those dark, cold winters for our students to have a place to go and to recreate. So I'm um, gonna invite my first student to join me. Come on up here, Iv. And Iv, uh, has uh, got a story to share that'll rock your world a little bit. Niv has shared a lot with me around the nation, his story as well. He loves to travel and to share what God has done in his life. But where are you from, Iv? I'm from Norwich, Alaska. As you can see on the map where this store is. Yeah, how far above the circle are you? About 40 miles above the Arctic Circle. Yeah, and where do you fly into? Uh, we fly into Ka 
First, we drive to Anchorage, take, <laughs> take a jet to Cotsview, then from Cotsview, we take like a Navajo or a caravan to Norvik. Yeah, you can also snow machine it as well, right, in certain yeah. times of the year. Yeah, take like two hours. Ooh, that's great. And so, tell us about your family. So, yeah, here's my family. Um, off to the floor left is my brother, Guluk, who's holding my baby brother, Mitchell. I have my sister, Naomi, myself, my baby sister, Elise, and my mom, Jessica. And how many kids are you and your family? Well... I have 12 siblings. It's split between my mom and dad. I'm the oldest of on my mom's and the third on my dad's side. Okay, great. And so uh, you grew up in a great village. It's a friend's village, a Quaker village. You went yeah. to church growing up, had the yep. opportunity. Grandmother who loved the Lord and yep. who shared Christ with you. Yep. But your passion really was basketball. Tell us about <laughs> the big game and what happened since then. Right. So in Cotsview, we had our regional tournament and in Cotsview all the surrounding villages come and watch the tournament and the gym is packed so like if I go for a layup and the baseline's here like two feet away I'm landing into people like the gym is packed um and so before the game I was like praying to God because it's probably like one of the biggest games with my brother and he and I worked really hard he was a defense player I was offense and it was just iron sharpening iron with with he and I and I was praying to God like even if it takes like three overtimes Lord I'm willing just to go that far to get this win with him and so before you know it the second overtime starts and uh (laughs) there's two seconds left and our team's up two and of course the other team's gonna draw play for the for a three to, to win the game with two seconds left. And so my brother, he, he saw where, where the pass was going to, to the shooter. And so he went up, he put his hand up, and the, sh- the shooter shot the ball. The ball went in and out. The buzzer went off, and we won the game. And it was just, the gym was just electric at the time. And uh, <laughs> one section was just everyone from Norvik and everyone there was just like jumping and cheering and it it was just a great time in the gym and after the fact my brother and I were just crying in the locker room and it, it was such a great time but <clears throat> following that great time about two maybe two months after that my brother got into a snow machine accident um so the th- on the snow machine the throttle cable got stuck and at the time, there was a Cedar League tournament happening in Norvik, and they were heading towards the gymnasium. And outside, there are people outside on the four-wheelers, and off to the right, there are kids playing at this playground. And there's a straight pole, or a straight line to a basketball pole. So they went for that, not wanting to hurt anyone. And my brother wasn't wearing a helmet. He hit his head first to the basketball pole. He got a severe concussion. He fractured his skull. And... Um, our friend Michael was also on the snow machine. He broke his arm and his leg, and it was just a tragic, tragic injury. And so he got medevac to Anchorage and received the medical care or attention that he needed. Um, a few months after, or a month after, he he came back home, and things just weren't the same with him. Uh, our room was always dark. The light would hurt his eyes, and he would just be blank faced sometimes. I would try to have a conversation with him, or he didn't even remember me. He couldn't say a few words, and it was just really tough. And I miss a lot of school because of that, just staying by, by his side and making sure he's doing okay. And, and going on to the summertime, this happened uh, 20, 2015 in, in the spring. And going into the summer, he started to show glimpses of himself, but it wasn't, he wasn't like fully there like how he was before. And I, I had hope in that. And I was like, yes, he's finally coming back. We could play ball again, and we could get back onto it and get ready for a senior year. 
but coming into the, the winter, things just started to go downhill from there, like the, the colder, darker nights, and it, it just got really depressing, and he, I remember one night we stayed up like 20 hours just because he couldn't sleep, and I was just there with him, and this one day I, I woke up, um, I was, I woke up, I felt like really empty and frail, my hands were like cold and shaky, I went into the, the kitchen and get some water, and uh, our family friend Helen came, came into the house, and she looked at me, and she didn't have to say anything, like, from, from, from that, I knew my, my brother had passed, and I, I just broke down crying, and went to my room, um, I was a senior in high school at the time, um, I had, like, a month until I graduated, I barely graduated, I'm usually a 4.0 perfect attendance student, and, uh, I, I finished with the 2.0, I missed, like, maybe, a hundred classes that that year, and it was it was just tough. Um, I I planned to go to UAA after I graduated high school. I thought I could just push aside my grief and just deal with it later, and and just get on with my education. Um, and that year, I really struggled at UAA. I couldn't focus in class. I couldn't do algebra, which really blew me away. And I had really bad anxiety too. And it was just really tough, but during that year, I was praying to God to take me to a place where I can heal, where I can grow in Him, and where I can get an education at the same time. At the end of my first year, Jordan, he, he knew about ACC. He told me I should come because I've been keeping in contact with them, telling him what I'm praying about and stuff, and he said it would be a good fit for me. I didn't think anything of it at all, to be honest, until the last week to finish fill out the application and get that done and I did that and then the next Wednesday I was on a van ride down to Soldatna and when I got to ACC it was like a breath of fresh air and I saw the basketball court outside I hurried to my room got my ball stuff on and went went and played basketball for five hours my first day at ACC um, and uh, yeah it, it's been great um, we have this Ignite Retreat and there, it, the worship was really good, and I was just sitting there, just basking in God's presence, just really soaking it up and feeling it, and Keith came to me. He asked if he could pray for me, and he did, and I asked if he could mentor me, and he said, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> but two, two weeks after, he, he came to me, introduced, to the, introduced me to these group of guys he's discipling and mentoring, and I got to be a part of that, and and with that, I get to do special things like this and speak to people that support the school. Thanks, by the way, all of you who, who do that. And because of that, I've, I've been really growing in my faith. At the end of my last year, I got baptized by my Aunt Amanda. And my Uncle Jordan, the one who told me about ACC, he, he dunked me in the water. And that was just a really special moment for me. Um, now at ACC, I'm in my last semester. I'm graduating in, in December and getting my... Um, my degree, AA degree in behavioral health. Yeah. And? And what are you going to do with that? <laughs> what do you think you're going to do with that AA degree from Alaska Christian College? With my AA degree, I'm looking to transfer to two schools at the moment that I'm looking at. is um, Northwest Christian University in Eugene, Oregon, and one in Chicago called uh, North Park. And with... Those two schools offer a master's degree in counseling, and that's what I look to do. Um, since I've been to ACC, they offer free counseling, and I took advantage of that. Like, right when my brother died, I 
I've been going to counseling every other week, and so I've, I've seen how helpful it can be, especially for, for a Native person like me, and so I just want to uh, learn it and just give back and just use God, allow God to use me in that, and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're excited to see, Lord, where he's going to take you, Iv. Um, God, it's a few weeks left with us, and then uh, off to college uh, somewhere else, so, hey, um, I know that sometimes you, you share about your brother and it's really difficult. You've had some rough days, just the anniversary pops up and brings some sad, sad times. And I just want you to know that we love you and um, the struggle you've had with your brother who ended up actually taking his life, as you've let me share in the past, um, has dramatically impacted you. But because of um, Christian higher education, because of, a, I believe, a little college that wrapped their arms around you and discipled you and counseling center yeah. um i mean that has just brought you to be the man you are two years later i would have never guessed this <laughs> yeah. was the same kid that's standing on the stage at peninsula grace today praise god for you Ib. yeah Thanks. yeah so let's all bow our heads and if somebody would like to stand and to pray for Iv out loud i would really appreciate it Hey, you want a Bible verse you want to share with us real quick? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in those tough times, I go back to this verse. Um, when, when my brother died, I, I got a Bible in my top drawer, and I opened it, and I, I found this verse. And so, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness will follow me in all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah, that's been your life story, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yep. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Chuck. Pastor Chuck used to be one of our instructors at Alaska Christian College. Tessa, come on up. Or as Bob Barker would say, come on down. Tessa shared with me this morning, this is the first time in her life that she has ever shared her story. So you can imagine um, how that can be uh, a little bit daunting, but she is up for the task. So Tessa, where are you from? Give us a picture here of where you're from. I'm from uh, Togiak, Alaska, and... It's in the Bristol Bay region. Yeah, tell us about your family. Um, 
I couldn't find a picture of with my parents, so a current picture with my parents, so I had to use one a recent picture of my siblings. Um, these are my sisters and my only brother. Uh, the first one, Jeanette and Lila, Chanel, Kayla, and then there's me and Alyssa and Drayden. Yeah, so she's had a couple of sisters actually come to ACC before her, and uh, it's been great to have the Kupchayak family showing up. So we're ready to hear your story. God bless you as you share. I grew up in a Christian home and waking up to go to Sunday school and um, church wasn't really a choice and um, my grandma was actually the first person who introduced me to Christ and who taught me how to pray. Um, I lived in Togiak up until high school and I moved away from my family to attend Mount, Mount Etchgum in Sitka, Alaska for four years. When I was a sophomore, um, I lost two of my best friends on the same day in the same accident. It was a big tragic for my family because being um, two of them were my family members and it was like a story called The Three Hunters. That was uh, a tragedy for my community. Um, I didn't know what, didn't want anything to do with God at that point because I questioned him a lot and I, I, I would wonder, like, how can one turn beauty into ashes in just seconds? And um, death causes so much fear, or death caused so much pain and inspires so much fear, and believing in him at that time seemed so pointless and cruel and random. And I was just angry with God, so I just pushed him away and only came back when it was convenient for me. Um, after my trip back home and coming back to school, I found a lot of distractions to keep me busy, like playing sports and getting good grades to keep me from grieving. Um, I still went to church almost every Sunday because um, even if I wasn't really a believer, I, it was just, um, just became a routine growing up. Uh, when I was a junior, my Sunday school teacher Brent Cunningham encouraged me to apply to a 10-day Young Life student leadership project. And I was just in awe of the way God moved in such a short amount of time, but it just wasn't enough to spark my faith. By the time I was a senior, I was longing to be a part of something bigger than myself, to take on something challenging to uh, satisfy my own needs and desires. So I decided to join the Army at 17. After turning 18 and 10 days after graduating, I went to basic and AIT training for six months. Throughout the first three months of basic training, like God really revealed himself to me through the most simplest things, but I also gave him ultimatums. I was unsure about my faith in God and who he was. And I remember telling him God while recognizing that if he doesn't show me who he was, like whatever we had would go separate ways and it would be over. Um, and I remember this clearly. clearly. It started pouring rain and I was getting wet so I prayed asking God to stop the rain because I didn't want to carry the extra weight and as I finished my prayer the rain automatically stopped and I was shocked and I was like okay he's really there um, it was like one of my many prayers that I asked for and they were all answered and like the best thing that happened to me throughout the whole time was when I'd ask for peace like God gave me peace even in the most chaotic place the kind of peace like when you um, feel like somebody's putting earmuffs over your ears and you can't feel 
or you can't hear anything around you. And that's what very much sparked my faith into fire. And I knew that God is finally real. He is truly there for me, and he loves and cares about me. After graduating in October 2018, I went back home, and I just struggled to get back to reality. During the few months I was home, I, I lost almost all of my motivation and determination. And at that time, it seemed like everything I had from Trinity just disappeared. All those years that I refused to grieve and to be vulnerable caught up with me. I became depressed, and I didn't care about making the best out of my stay home anymore. I just struggled to feel with my, to feel and express my emotions, and I blocked everything and anyone around me to be alone. And I pushed God away once again. And I started hanging around with the wrong crowd, who later introduced me to alcohol. I started drinking on and off, and it led me to believe that this was a way out of my problems and feelings because it was helping me to forget and to be happy for once. But after a little while, I realized how much it was leaving me worse than before, so I stopped. And my time was coming closer to ACC in January, and before this, it was my senior year, and I had my whole life planned out. And I was like, I'm going to go to... Um, Embry-Riddle and become a pilot and God was like no I don't want you to do that and I just found out that God is very humorous and he was just pushing me to apply for ACC and so I just listened to him um, I didn't know I didn't I didn't want it to go and I was not completely sure about what I was doing moving to a new place that I didn't have anything to do with I had a very hard first semester I was being someone who I was not. I kept doing life alone. I failed to reach out to anyone for four months because I mentally and automatically thought that I can fix my problems alone. And I don't need help because I've done it before. And the earth was just satisfying my heart, telling me that God is not faithful and blinding me from his goodness. And things were not going as I planned and I kept falling and failing all over again. And so I was like, Okay, God, I really need your help. I'm going to give you what I have, and I don't know if it's worth it, but I'm going to do it anyways. I want you to give you complete control over my life because the thing that I keep trying to repair that is broken within me is impossible for me to fix by myself. And I will never forget the night I invited God into my heart and into my life. I was talking with my sister, um, who's my best friend, and... She's standing on to the left of me. And I was just talking to her all night. It was like the night before Easter. And we were just talking. And um, it's, it, it just felt like the barriers around my heart broke. And he filled an emptiness only he can provide with his own loving fellowship. And I just needed to stop running and let God get me so that I may surrender his, to his love and life started to become different. It's when my life really changed. Um, and as I am coming to know him better, I find myself trusting him more, even when life hurts. When I lose hope, God helps me to remember that his love is greater than my disappointments. And his plans for my life are better than my dreams. And I find answers in my hard times and lean, learn so much when God is pouring love into my heart. And as my faith has grown and matured with the help of ACC, 
challenging my faith to seek more of God's grace and who he is. And ACC has helped me a lot. It's helped me to, to become vulnerable, that it's okay to be open about my life and what God has done for me. This past year, and I have grown so much in my faith, and I just can't believe I get to serve alongside some of the most godly people and amazing people in a college setting. Um, I was probably one of those, the most shyest person there, like taking me a few months to get comfortable with people and to be open. And there was just a never lack of conversation topics, especially sharing our experiences and like staying up late with friends and worshiping together and sharing our testimonies and just showing, telling each other how much God has done in our lives. So Tessa um, never shared before. Good job. You survived. <laughs> so uh, this young lady, uh, you are pilot. I mean, you're still, you're taking classes. Uh, you're, you're, that's coming together, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, and you're also serving our country today in the United States Army. Is that correct? I am. And you're taking how many credits this semester? 18. And what's your GPA? 4.0. And she's also a resident advisor to add on top of all of that to save some money for college. So unfortunately, she's not driven, um, so sorry. Um, <laughs> Tessa, graduate, what do you think God's got for you next? Um, I, ha I am studying Christian ministry. Um, I never used to want, I never liked kids. And <laughs> I had a lot of nephews and nieces who already drove me crazy. And I was just like, I have a passion for kids now to work with them and just to show them that there is someone who loves them, who cares about them. And so I, I just, I want to use my degree to minister into kids' lives. Yeah, maybe a young life back in Togiak, huh? Yes. Wouldn't that be cool? That's that, the plan. That's the plan. And we got a verse that you want to go ahead and read the verse for us, please. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. Proverbs great, 3, 5 to 6. It's a great life verse for you. Let's all bow together and if someone would please stand and pray for Tessa.
Thank you also for serving our country as we all celebrate Veterans Day tomorrow. Amen? Yeah. Well, last but not least, this young man here is uh, coming to the stage. He's going to grab his guitar, and I think he's got a backup. Uh, that amazing saxophonist is going to come up, too, my son Brad. Going to grab an instrument, too, I think. Okay, great. I asked Keola if he would share, um, actually, a song with us as well. But tell us about where you're from, because uh, not, you don't look very Eskimo to me, buddy. So uh, what's going on? So where's Tonga at? Uh, it's like way down here. <laughs> <laughs> the South Pacific. So uh, honor us with a song. In your native language. So God played a role in my life when I was four months years old. Four months. Uh, I was diagnosed with a rare liver disease called biliary atresia, which is where it's hard for my liver to digest food, the waste, out the body. So the doctors had to take my gallbladder out. They had to take my spleen out, take my small intestines, and hook it up to my liver. So as a very young age, I was a sickly baby, and there was a rare chance that I would survive. And I would hear stories from my parents that, you know, they were on their knees praying to God, you know, praying and praying. And look where I am today, still alive.
And, you know, just like Tessa, I didn't have a choice to either go to church or not go to church. You know, I felt like it was a, a chore. I felt like it was routine to, you know, pray every night, read the Bible, you know, learn songs about God and all that. And the point in my life where I distanced myself from God was when I dislocated my shoulder from football because I did not understand why God would take something I love very much. You know, I, I would put hours, hours into my craft of football and my skills. And later on, I realized that I would put other things first rather than God. And he would, he taught me that lesson. So after my, my senior year of football, I started following the wrong crowds because I didn't really care. I started smoking weed. I started going to parties every weekend. I started drinking, all that bad stuff. And... It got to the point where I got lost, and I was in, I was in like that dark side. I was not the best version of myself. I would hurt other people along the way and not care about it. I would not think about them. I only thought about myself, so self-centered. And one night, I was driving with my friend. And this guy was my best friend. I looked up to him. And he gave me uh, a pipe to smoke. And it wasn't just any other pipe. It was a, a meth pipe. So for months, I was hooked on to methamphetamine. And yeah, sure, it felt good at the time, right? Like, oh, okay, I'm happy now. But as soon as that drug would wear off, that's when I started feeling depressed and depressed, feeling had a lot of anxiety. And I started having suicidal thoughts. And all these things were just building up in my life where I was just sick of it. I knew this is not the man I, that God wants me to be, you know. And it got to the point where, where I almost killed myself. Um, my friend did something bad. And... I stopped him in the back because I knew that was wrong for him to do that. And he started shaming me, you know, guilting, guilt-tripping me. And then one night, I was in tears. I had a knife in my hand, and I just placed it in my heart, just crying, because I was sad that I betrayed my friend. And I don't know what stopped me from piercing my heart. But I'm, I'm eternally grateful that maybe it was the Holy Spirit that stopped me. You know, in order for us to be found, we need to be lost. Thank God I was, I was found, that I am found. And I would like to go up to my verse, please. So this verse is uh, the theme of my life how we talk about lightness and darkness. And I would always see darkness more appealing than lightness at the time, right? This is where all the cool kids would hang out with, you know. And as soon as I walked over that bridge to the darkness, 
that's when I started realizing it's a dead end. You know, it's not worth it. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So I've been going to ACC for about four years, and it's a two-year college. (laughs) And uh, the first two years, I was living the double life. You know, I would still go to Son, still go to church, even though I'd party, do all these things. And uh, for me, seeing that, reading it every day, every weekend, just helps me realize that for us to walk in the light as God would shine that darkness on our sins, things that we hold out, hold in, it purifies it. It makes us free. It breaks our chains. And for us to be opening, opening, opening our stories to one another helps us a big way. So thank you. Uh, so Kiola, a year ago, you were on meth. And your anniversary is coming up. What's your what's your dry anniversary coming up? Um, I don't know. It's this this month actually. It's in this month. Yeah. One year sober from all of those things. Praise God oh, yeah. for that in your life, Kiel. That's great. Yeah. What's next, man? What what is God? You're going to graduate. If I, I again, if, if I sign it, you're going to graduate yeah. in May. I'm going to pray that you signed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what's your degree in, and what do you think God is going to do with your future? So, my degree is general studies. And I plan on going to a college down in the lower 48, yeah. lesser 48, actually. Yeah, I call it. Uh, so it's really confusing. I have two schools, uh, one in Chicago called North Park University. The other one is down in Colorado, Colorado Christian University. And I don't know which college I want to go to. It's hard. Probably it will be based off, like, how much it costs. But I plan to major in music, worship. He's singing worship. I want to do what a uh, Robbie does every Sunday. You can have his job actually if you want it. Uh, you, you know, we can take care no, of it. No, no, no. Yeah, he's good. No, he's too good. I'll go find my own church. Yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. So, Kiola, um, God has done an amazing thing in your life. Your mom is going to graduate with you uh, this May. We really, and that, that's really cool. His dad graduated actually from us uh, in May, and he'll be off to seminary in Chicago next year. And I'm um, just praising God for, for your life and for your, your ability to play the guitar. Um, what time is it? I think we can do it. Why don't you go ahead and step over? All right. We weren't able to do this at the first service because of the time, um, but I've asked Keola. He has a signature worship song. That, yeah, yeah. So just maybe one time through for us. Um, thank you for leading us in worship and sharing your testimony today.
invite you to bow your heads with me and if someone would stand and pray for this young man from Tonga. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for Kiola. Thank you for this man of God. Help him to grow, help him to learn, help him to walk in the light as you are in the light, Lord. Help him to run with fervor in the direction that you are pointing him to. Help him to not lose his faith. Thank you. You know, all three of these students attend Peninsula Grace. Uh, you'll never see them at the first service. <laughs> College students, you'll see them at the second service. So I encourage you to uh, always greet them. Uh, all the students, we have a bunch more in the back row here um, that are uh, coming, kind of making this their home church while they're in college. I want to invite Nate Stump to join me up here. Nate Stump is Director of Student Services at Alaska Christian College, and he oversees everything having to do with student life and really appreciates Nate, Nate's ministry with us. Because today, I'm going to encourage you, as one of our mission partners, uh, really challenge you in three things before we uh, close this time. And I'm going to ask you to pull up your bulletins. Everybody grab your bulletin you got when you came in. Because inside of there, you have a photo of one of our ACC students this year. Uh, this, this student, I'm going to invite you to pray for, to put on your refrigerator, to put in your Bible wherever you can place it, to remember to pray. There's a few prayer requests. In fact, I picked up Pete Chief. Pete is one of our current students from Scammon Bay, and uh, he's working on, I'm sorry, Mountain Village uh, down the street. He's a AA in behavioral health as well. He says um, to pray uh, for his hope for his future. He wants to pass his classes, <laughs> and uh, he uh, also mentions that he enjoys all the activities at ACC. So there's a way for you to pray and to take that student and look for them at church maybe here sometime. So please, make that your prayer partner. Number two is why Nathan is up here. Nathan, tell us why you're up here. Why, how can Peninsula Grace also be a part of ACC's ministry? Sure. Um, first of all, I just thank you guys all for your support. And Justin's been able to come to the college and speak, which is a huge blessing. So that's been a gift. Um, uh, a couple things. If you look at the back of your sheet, there's, there's my name on there. And somebody's already asked me today if they want to give a student like a surprise gift and make it anonymous, they can contact me and I can... Um, do all that for you, so that, that's a way. Um, people often ask, what's a good way to get involved at ACC? And as you know, many of our students come from, or almost all of them come from the village, which is very far away and can be very expensive to travel back and forth. So from time to time, students have housing needs um, when campus is closed or they can't be on campus. And the alternative, if they can't be on campus, to some of our students is to go back to a very unsafe home. Uh, or maybe there is no home to go back to. And so often in my office, I have students come and express in a state of urgency, like I have nowhere to stay. It's Christmas break, I have nowhere to stay, I'm going back to an abusive situation. Or sometimes a student maybe has made life choices that they can no longer stay on the campus of ACC, and we're trying to figure out housing needs for them in the next 24 hours. So they might need a couple days housing uh, until they figure things out. 
and again, we're always thinking, you know, how can we put these students in a safe spot? Or maybe a student just needs a break from campus, and they need to be um, loved on or mentored. And I think one of the most special things we can do as believers is open our homes to people, and that's a state of, I think, intimacy and love that can be a really big blessing to our students. So what I'm going to do, if anybody's interested, is I have a sign-up sheet, and I'll be back, uh, back there, and I can get your name and number, even if you're interested at all of opening your home, we have a room that could be open to students um, at times of need, and I will call you and ask more questions, and we can fill you in more on that, and we can talk about some training or some things that I can help you understand before you commit to it. So even if you're a little bit interested, feel free to sign up. You're not committing to it. That just means a further phone conversation down the road. And that would be a huge blessing to our students. So thank you. Thanks, Nate. The third way is you also got an ACC brochure that came along with the photo of our student and also an envelope. Uh, we are, as a partnering church, asking you today to help us with one very specific need we have today. As I mentioned, we had 104 students. We never have gotten that many in our lifetime. And that meant that our scholarship fund depleted really fast. In fact, we budgeted $300,000 this year for our um, fund and it needs 400,000. We've already committed $400,000 to students. So every gift that you make today by either putting it in an envelope and passing it through the church offering or giving it to me today, we'll make sure, well, you can put your, just leave, leave your visa card in here if you want to, that'd be fine as well. And, um, we will take that. You can also mail it in. It's absolutely free or the easy line and press give and go right in there and make a gift. All the gifts that are given today will specifically go to these three students and about 100 others for their scholarship fund. So thank you for partnering in such an amazing way as, uh, as our church. Let's all bow together. Lord, I don't know what was going through our minds as we were hearing these stories, these very transparent stories of life change. But I do know, Lord, that you convict people in a good way. You sometimes tap on our shoulders or our hearts begin to pound when we hear that maybe it's our turn to respond. That, Lord, maybe there's a need that we have in our life to know you in a personal and life-changing way like these three students have shared. Lord, I pray that nobody leaves here today without making sure that they also know you as their Savior as their Lord, and that heaven is their home. We pray for this little college around the corner, Lord, that um, it, it, wait, it fights way below its weight class. And yet, Lord, you continue to provide in amazing, amazing ways. We're grateful, Lord, for the powerful partnership of this church and other churches in our community that are wrapping their arms around these students who need you. And Lord, we need you. So God, we want to be faithful to you. We give our lives away so that you can use us. In the name of Jesus, I pray.